Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Ref's Roundtable. Yes, you heard that right. This is the Ref's Roundtable, the first one in five months. Yes, the first Ref's Roundtable in five months. Hi, everybody. I'm Angelo DeCipio, your host for Wrestling with the Future. Tonight, a returning guest, a special guest. He's a good friend of mine, good friend of the show. And uh, we're going to talk about pretty much everything that's going on. We're not going to really discuss wrestling a whole lot. I don't think we're going to talk about wrestling much at all, to be honest with you. But we're going to talk about the social uh, uh, state of affairs, uh, the current climate, what's going on in the world, and uh, what makes us happy and what pisses us off. This is this is uh, Angelo, Doctor Angelo's Therapy 101. Uh, just to take a seat on the couch and uh, let me up. introduce my guest. Rico Costantino is a former American Gladiator contestant. Well known for his appearances on the Gladiator, it made him an overnight sensation and got the hearts of women around the world to send him fan letters, love letters, and marriage proposals. We'll talk about that later, Rico. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit it a little bit. Um, he is also a former, you're going to love this one, Rico, not allowed to say bodyguard anymore. I have to say person a personal protective uh uh personal protection liaison they're called now liaison personal now. protection liaison yeah yeah they Who call it, the shit out call it personal protection agent they started yeah, yeah. It, it went through many morphoses oh many. i know that's the latest incarnation yeah well I, I checked out like bodyguard is not a thing anymore for whatever reason that's funny uh rico is also a uh a former covert ops. We can't tell you anything about that because it's covert and it's secret. So, and I don't know the secrets and Rico ain't telling. And if he does, he have to get you. <laughs> <laughs> so Rico, everybody knows who you are. I know who you are. Welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome back. It's Thanks. been a while since you've been here. It's been a while since you've been here, but you wanted to come back. And I should tell everybody that your appearance tonight came about by way of a phone call you and i as we often do talk on the phone and chit chat a bit and uh and you wanted some time to kind of like vent a little bit and uh you know and and kind of smarten up america america to what's going on from your perspective i should tell people that you are in law enforcement on the private sector uh so you do a personal security you do corporate security. You are, I should mention, a former police officer, uh, former military police. So you know your stuff. 
Um, what's going on? What what got you to uh, to asking for this time tonight? What's going on? Well, just I just want to tell America, you know, and just let people know. Information is so valuable. I mean, people make decisions, but sometimes they make decisions without having the proper information. And they listen and they go with the flow and, oh, this person said that and they don't check it out. You got to understand where things are coming from. And fortunately, you know, I've been there, done that type thing. I've been in many situations and stuff. And people are making things sound worse than it is or don't understand. And they're coming to judgment on certain things that they don't have the total facts on. They're just going with the crowd. They're rolling with the flow. You know, stop. Stop, look, listen, you know, like, like the fire, stop, drop and roll. Okay. That's how you put out a fire on yourself. Yeah. You, you need to, okay. Somebody can say something. The news can say something. Uh, a friend of you can give you information, but you got to look it up for yourself. You have to indoctrinate yourself with the knowledge and all the facts first, before you come up with a decision, you know, just, just don't run with the crowd. You know, be an informed person. And once you make your decision, it's an informed decision because not only is everybody different, but everybody is different, you know. Yeah. And collectively, we need to, we're Americans, okay? We live in the greatest country on this world. I've been around this world twice. I've seen a lot. I've, I've seen people's rights taken. I've seen oppression. I've seen poverty. I've seen all this. And I've seen civil unrest. I was been in South Africa. I was there right. prior to Mandela getting out. I was there after he got out. So I understand all this. And people, they're doing knee-jerk reactions. Stop. Yeah, sure. Stop. Step back. Listen to the facts. And put yourself in somebody else's shoes, whatever Whatever it is, and I, if you want, I'll go into examples. But well, I had the question for you though. You you are a guy that's been around, uh, as you point out, you've been around the world a couple of times, and uh, and I know that, and we've talked about it on the show before. One of the things that uh, that I've always been a proponent of is that knowledge is power. I've yes. always believed that knowledge is power, but absolute knowledge is absolute power. So there are two kinds of knowledge and two kinds of power. There's uh, the kind that will educate you, enlighten you, inform you, and there is the other kind that will oppress you, stifle you, and make you a slave to the man. Yeah. Um, there are a- and as many variations of that as possible, too, and you've seen, I'm sure, every incarnation of knowledge and power having been, you know, uh, I'm mean, just call you what you are. You're the Renaissance man. You've done it all. You literally, you really have. I mean, let's, you know, and we've joked about that before, you know, yeah. calling you, you know, Superman, Spider-Man. You've been, <laughs> you've done, you've done everything. But here's the been, thing, though. I've yeah, you blessed. really have. You've done a lot. But the one thing that I think that nobody was prepared for, uh, even when you and I were growing up, we didn't have Twitter and Instagram yeah. and Facebook. And in as much as they do benefit and connect people, and God knows it's a small world, and we didn't realize how small until we all realized, Rico, how connected we all are. I agree. 
And that's a good thing because, you know, we can rely on each other. But the downside is the preponderance of bad information out there is just like a cesspool. There's so much bad info. So, and I think one of the reasons that you wanted to come on here tonight was to kind of, you know, help me sort through the cesspool of, uh, of social media and, uh, and, and what's real and what's not. And yeah, the term that you and I both love Rico, fake news, fake news. I was just yeah. about to, that was on the tip of my tongue. I was going to say that next. Fake I knew news. that because I'm a psychic. <laughs> ah. So, you knew so that. but here's, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about fake news. Go for it. Okay. Um, I was an avid CNN watcher, especially through, uh, Iraqi freedom storm, all that CNN Wolf Blitzer. They, those guys did what they had to do. We, I, I, we got up to date. I was, I just love CNN and I would watch it. I always watched CNN. And then all of a sudden this thing came with Trump and Hillary and this stuff. And all of a sudden, CNN portrayed Trump so bad, I'm like, wait a minute, ooh, this guy, you're, you're comparing him to the Antichrist. Okay, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. all right, he's the Antichrist, but he's, he's going to be elected. So I'm like, uh, nobody's that bad. No, nobody, I don't care who you are, nobody, you can't get as many votes and all that and be that bad. So I, I looked for another source. Yeah. So I went to Fox. And Hannity and all that. And I'm like, okay. So I started listening to Fox. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute. They're talking to him like the second coming of Jesus. He's got a wing and a halo. All he needs is another wing, and now he's Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait a minute here. Time out. Ain't nobody that bad. Ain't nobody that good. Exactly. He's lying to me. <laughs> exactly. So I don't, I, I don't trust either of you now. Yeah. So when I want my news about America, yeah. I go to the BBC. BBC well, it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, and it's almost identical. And I'll share my journey in, in that regard because you prompted something. You were a CNN watcher. I was an MSNBC guy. Mm-hmm. And they swayed. Oh, my God, you're talking about swinging to the left and swinging to the right. They were so far to the left that they couldn't see the center. Uh, And literally, um, I saw a clear definitive shift in the media happen in the 2016 election. You could see it happening at the end of Mr. Obama's um, administration, his term there. Uh, when uh, Mr. Trump and Hillary Clinton were uh, running against each other. The the battle lines were clearly drawn. They were really defined. And you were either pro-Donald Trump or you were anti-Donald Trump. And you were either pro-Hillary Clinton or anti-Hillary Clinton. And there was no uh, middle ground. There was no... We'll see. There was no let's let's weigh it. There was, it was a clearly defined line. Yeah, the, it, it was, was like the, it was like uh, the Union and the Confederates. I mean, it was clear. Yeah. It was a, clear like you would yeah. say in 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 your realm. It was you know drawing the line in the sand. Yeah, That's exactly what it was. But I saw 
to shift so far to one side on MSNBC and so far to the other side on Fox that, you know, it's like, okay, well, Fox loves Trump. MSNBC loves anybody who's not Democrat or CNN, you know. But then I discovered an alternate source of news, and you and I will talk about this and have a little fun with it, a guy named Alex Jones. Okay, alternate news, Infowars, Prison Planet, websites like that that are so far based in conspiracy, again, the truth gets lost. So who do you believe? For me, and I still today, and I'll tell everybody, I watch Fox because overall, in my opinion, and for whatever it's worth, in my opinion, Fox is the most balanced, the most down the middle. Like we say in wrestling, you know, referees call it down the middle. Fox News to me is the referee of television news. They're calling it down the middle. To 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 my liking, anyway. They're, they're... Go ahead, Rico. Okay. okay, with Fox, I agree with you on that because you know what? They always invite the other side on the show. Exactly. That's where I'm getting. At. Always yeah. invite the other side to express their views, and they have a few people. When I, I haven't watched it in a while, but they have a few people come on and express their views. So they're they're trying to be in the middle. I just I just like. Putting Trump holier than thou, and that you yeah. know, uh, that that kind of went over the top for me. And then CNN making him uh, second second lieutenant to the devil. Uh, yeah. You know, okay, I, I didn't like that. And 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 I know you're old enough, which I don't mean to disrespectfully, but I'm old enough. I remember mm-hmm. Dan Rather, Walter Cronkite. I remember yeah. those people who just gave the news. They told you what yeah. was happening. When it was happening, what was going on? They didn't put their opinion in it. Not if they had an opinion, it came at the end of the show called what? An editorial. Editorial. That's right. Yeah. But unfortunately, they've come, they've lost that, and now they put yeah. their editorial in with the news, which well, I think the, the Rico, you just you just said it. You just said it. The news has become the editorial. You and I grew up at a time when uh, Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, um, Harry Reasoner, they were, I want people to understand this. There were, it was a one man news desk. One guy. Yep. At six o'clock every night on CBS, Walter Cronkite was there like clockwork. Yep. He was there for 60 years. In that same chair. Now that one man desk is a five man desk. And everybody's got an opinion about this and that. And of course they all have to have an opinion. Because that's what they're there for. It doesn't remember what William Randolph Hearst said. And you and I talked about this on a previous episode. When truth is greater. I'm sorry. When the rumor is greater than the truth, print the rumor. Why? Because it gets people's attention. It's like in in pro wrestling, you know? 
If a work turns into a shoot, let it go. Why? Because they're going to see something they didn't expect. And that's the gist of it. So go ahead, Rico, pick up on that. Well, you're right. And, and I believe, I believe, you have a responsibility to the public to report the news, not your opinion. And do not mistake or think that your opinion is everybody's opinion. You, you just got to report the facts, just yeah. like an officer. When he goes to court, he doesn't give his opinion. He has an opinion. Okay, I believe this, this, and that, and that, and this. I can believe all I want. It's yeah. like an old Clint Eastwood movie. Remember a sudden impact? Where they got, sure. Well, I thought he was dirty. Well, sorry, Harry. You can't yeah. prosecute a guy because you think he's dirty. you exactly. got to prove he's dirty. Okay, so, exactly. you know, uh, my guy, it, you just got to give the facts, and you got to let people decide for themselves which way they're going to go, but you got to give them the facts first. You want to get the editorial afterwards? You go ahead. But you got, you got. It's your job as a informant, a news person, your freedom of press, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You owe the public at least honesty, and 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 save your opinion or your spin for later. Let the public yeah. understand what's going on. That ties right into my next question, believe it or not, Rico. That ties directly into my next question. Giving the people the truth. My question is, is the television news now too much entertainment driven based on ratings? You know, everything is about ratings. It's about that almighty dollar for their advertisers. It's yeah, easy to lose the truth in there, of course. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about the influence of big money advertisers on the news. What what say Rico to that? Rico says that's bullshit. Sorry. Would you like to explain? No, do you. This is a uh, you know the the you. We have no language parameters here. You know that. Yeah. Well, so you can go balls to the walls if you want. Here's well, the thing. You know I'm not a foul mouth man, and I don't. I know, know I don't but, but I think within the within the context of uh, our conversation, bullshit is very appropriate. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's that's very, very appropriate. Okay, uh, and that's what I'm thinking. And and right now I've been researching things because uh, the Second Amendment now is in jeopardy with this uh, between pistol, rifle, short barreled rifle thing going on right now. Uh, the ATF now is trying to create law instead of enforce law. I think they're right. overstepping their boundaries here, and they're Big trying time. to. Yeah, so there's something called a pistol grip stock. You can you and the law says you may shoulder it, but it's basically a pistol type of grip to help you with a rifle or sure. you know so you don't have to register as a short barrel rifle. You know, right. So now the ATF is now attacking a company called Q on this, and and it's only them. They're not attacking everybody else. Not attacking any other company, Palmetto, yeah. nobody else making making these SB threes. You know, and they're attacking these people. Now, good thing they got good lawyers because now it's on suspension. Because if the ATF wins this, 
they're going to make about 4 million people in America sell it. About 4 well, million. you know that the, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the, uh, the legislation that the ATF is trying to forward that agenda was introduced under Mr. Obama. That's why everyone under Mr. Obama was so petrified that uh, they would have their guns taken, hide your weapons, they're going to come to your house and seize your your handguns and your rifles and your pistols. Uh, you know, everything from air guns to uh, to semi-automatic weapons. You know, I mean, nobody's to my knowledge, no one's ever died from a BB gun. See, but I want to say it again, and I know it's rhetorical, and people have heard it. It's you know what? Guns don't kill people. People kill people, of course. People kill people, and yeah. I, I mean, several years ago, some guy on YouTube, very creative, said, "Okay, they're saying gu uh, guns kill people. Watch this," and he took his gun and set it on a table. And he filmed it for like 30 minutes. And the gun didn't do a damn thing. And no. he goes, wait a minute. I haven't seen this gun do anything aggressive. Yeah. It sat there. Now, and it will till somebody picks it up. Till somebody picks it up and takes this sure. and puts it where it doesn't need to belong. If they don't Absolutely. So, and yes, Rico, I, I are there too many guns, Rico? No. Not enough. But I do believe in what they're trying to do for extended background investigations. I do believe in that. I, I want people to go through the ringer before they're allowed to have a gun. I want them to show or prove that they're mentally stable to yeah. own a firearm so we don't get what happened here in Las Vegas yeah. on my birthday several years ago on October 1st. Where this idiot in Mandalay Bay shot up a country rock concert and killed yeah. a lot of people. You know, I well, just to, you know, just to prove your point, Rico, and we're gonna I wanna talk about that a little bit too. But just to prove your point, you know, it's run I've talked about this on the show before. It's well known that I lived in Tennessee for a long time. I've seen people walk into gun shops, pawn shops, uh, ammo shops, go in with nothing, nothing but a driver's license, and within less than 10 minutes, walk out with a weapon, ammo, accessories, a safety box, uh, a safety lock, the whole bit, it, within 10 minutes. Now, by contrast, that's, that's Tennessee. By contrast, I live in New Jersey now. You could apply for a weapon today. You may be waiting four, five, or six months before you get an answer. That's how exhaustive the background checks are here. Good. Because Good. look at the, the difference in population. Yeah. You know? The, New Jersey is, a, is a, a, a fraction of the size of Tennessee with three times the people. It's dense. The population is dense. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like uh, in, in Nevada, where you live in Nevada. Nevada's a big state. There may be 
a few million people there, but they're spread out over a big area, yeah. you know, between Las Vegas, uh, uh, Reno, Tahoe, Tahoe because El- Nevada, uh, all kinds of Overton, everything, you know. Yeah, uh, well, people uh, don't understand that where you live is a uh, is very mountainous. There's a lot of mountains, desert. There's a lot of open land. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, government installations there. The Air Force is there. Um, some secret stuff too. Um, Nellis Air Force Base. I lived right across the street from Nellis. I I literally lived across the street from the front gates. My apartment was right across the street. I used to watch that those guys. The, yeah, in the morning. The, the yeah. motorcades used to come there, and these guys were all day long. That's what this is what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Then the guy's got like a spring in his spring. <laughs> yeah. All I day do that long. now, but I don't salute because I'm a civilian. But yeah. I'll tell you, the officers that come through where I'm stationed right now. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. I've never seen so many gold clusters in all my life. In yeah. One installation. Not, not, oh, I mean, sure. my God, there's, there's majors. I think there's like 13 or 14 majors at this post. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Well, so I'll true. tell you what, brother. I, I saw I saw a lot of stars and bars walk through those gates, brother. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stars and bars. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, the current state of affairs. Let's talk about the political okay. climate. We have an election coming up, Rico. We're yeah. going to have a new president. Um, that's clear. It's either going to be our new president is either going to be Donald Trump again or our new president is going to be Joe Biden. Uh, who. Whatever. OK, so it's going to be Joe Biden or Donald Trump. God forbid. Um, Joe Biden, heaven help us. Um, let's talk about the political climate. Uh, are all of this unrest that we're experiencing is this propagated, rehearsed? This is this all um, bought and paid for? All these protests, or are people legitimately up in arms? Ooh, to me, you just crossed about four areas. To me, in my mind, so well, hit them all, brother. The first, got to go back to the beginning. Yeah. So, the first question was what? Uh, are they, is this a concerted effort? Are they rehearsed? Yes. Are they this, coordinated? This is all planned. They have advisors. They have sure. lobbyists. This this is a game now. They, they, Biden and Trump are playing chess. Yeah. Okay, they're positioning, they're posturing, uh, and everybody's doing everything to win. They don't care yeah. who gets sacrificed. So they're doing anything to win. Trump is trying to win. For his reasons, Biden is trying to get in for his reasons. Okay, uh, personally, I have no faith in Biden or Kamala Harris. None. Yeah. Uh, I I saw a couple of videos when she was running for her first office, and you know, as a politician, you don't drop f bombs. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that. Even Trump, who I believe, I mean, personally believe could drop the F-bomb on Pelosi and Schumer as many times as he wants because of yeah. what they did to him and what they continue to do. So, but he's not dropped the F-bomb. So, well, I think he's taken the, the higher road on that 
which is good. So yeah. that's got to show you something. And when he wasn't trying to defend himself from all these accusations, yeah. I'm not calling man perfect. Okay, nobody's perfect, but he's just ungroomed. Okay, he fought that and then still tried to better this country. Yeah, I think he's a patriot, and that's it. Joe, yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking nothing away from Joe. I just think he's a little too old to assume uh, the position of commander in chief. Okay, yeah. nothing gets you. Nothing gets your service as a as a politician. I'm not saying you're a bad man. Yeah, I just I think you've you 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 kind of gone over. It's like me trying to go back. Me trying to get back in the WWE and pick up where I left off. Well, yeah, but you know what, and it's funny because it's not so much, it's interesting, it's a really good point, I want want you and I to have this uh, this conversation, because you said something really important in a lot of people's minds, you know, his, his age, his state of mind, how long he's been in Washington, you know, talking about a guy that's been, who's a career politician, He's been in Washington for nearly almost 50 years, 40, yeah. like 44 years. That's yeah. a long time. That is. What concerns me, not so much his age, because we've had, I mean, you look at people like Ronald Reagan, who was no spring chicken when he became president, uh, you know, or. Uh, but he, was the, he was groomed. He was groomed yeah. in California as governor. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, came up Democrat, turned Republican. Oh, absolutely. But the the other thing, though, is, uh, and it's not, like I said, not so much his age. What concerns me is his lack of willingness to hear anybody out and to be progressive on ideas. You know, I've been, I've been, you know, kind of purposely listening to some of the stuff he's been saying and he's saying the th- the same things today in 2020 that he said 30 years ago and like i said he's and a that, career politician yeah and and america right now does not need a career politician well no but they also don't need someone that's not willing to change their thought process either you, I mean, this is a trying time, so we need someone who is progressive. I personally, uh, if I had the perfect candidate, I'll tell you who I'd love to see. You, you may laugh at me. I'd love to see Jesse Ventura uh, well, and Rand Paul. See, because they don't put up with crap. They know what they want, and they know, and, and, and you know, that's... That's why I voted for Trump is because it wasn't going to be Hillary. And the joke I've heard, the joke I've said is, Hillary, you can't be president. And they said, well, why can't Hillary be president? Hillary be president. I said, because she already did two years. You can only do eight years as president. Yeah. Well, she was never a president. I said, you thought Bill ran the right house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're more naive than I am. Exactly, Hillary sure. And yeah, that woman can't have that woman scares me, Rico. She's a frightening yes. she is a frightening woman. Yes. You know, if the yeah. devil were a woman, uh and and I'm not saying that the devil isn't a woman, 
because I I firmly believe that the devil is a woman, but and and it would it, it the devil would probably look like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I and agree. That's, that's just my ed, my editorial. <laughs> and I, I had to throw that in, Rico, so I stay out of trouble. I had a friend of ours, Kenny Bowen, the other day. We were texting back and forth. Because he's going to have a couple of guests on his show. And I asked him if he wanted me to do a running or something. And no, I, I, because he's going to have so and so and so and so. And then he started, you know, because Kenny and I don't talk politics. He knows where oh, I yeah. stand. Smart move. So uh, <laughs> he got into it, but he started it. And I ended up telling him what I thought, you know. Yeah. I mean, if I had my own perfect world or what I wanted to vote for, I would pick the best person, but you know what? The sure. Republicans and the Democrats, independents, tell me who I have to choose from. But you know yeah. what? What if I don't like any of them? What if I like another person? You know, but you're telling me I got to vote for this one or this one. So now I got to pick the lesser of two evils. And I vote for whoever I think is going to put America first. And that's, you know... So with with our political system, that's where I have a problem. I, I can't vote for the best person because probably the best person is not even in the running. Let's so, talk about a group, Rico, that's uh, that's getting a lot of attention these days. Uh, they've been around for a little while now. Um, they started off as a fair like quasi, um, how you want to say, like a, a quasi- uh, militant group uh, and have now morphed into a an organized um, may as well call it what they are they're kind of like a third a second or third branch of the Democratic Party this group called Black Lives Matter uh oh I hit a nerve uh oh talk to me brother Okay. All right. I don't care if they get offended. This is me. This is you're talking to Rico now. This is Rico. Yeah. And not Rico the rest of this is Rico a person. And I'm gonna tell you my my beliefs. You put anything before lives matters, you're a racist. I'm gonna tell you that right freaking now. All lives matter, and don't take that lightly. I don't care what you say or what you think. You put anything in front of lives matter, you are sadly mistaken. uh, They're taking a a lot of liberties here lately um, to the point where they are influencing elections, they're influencing candidates. They have, uh, they've wielded a lot of power. Now, the group is called Black Lives Matter, but I got a funny feeling, Rico, and I'm going to say it. I got a funny feeling there's a lot of white money behind that. Has to be. You know know what I'm saying? Somebody, and I wouldn't be, and I'm going to say it, I'm not sure. I have no facts, but I'm pretty much sure the Democrats are behind it. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you who I think's financing it. I'm just as me. Uh, again, this is editorial. Um, 
I believe that George Soros is funding Black Lives Matter. I believe he's funding uh, Antifa. Uh, uh, by the way, if people understood what Antifa is, you know, uh, you, you you don't even want to get into what Antifa really means. Um, it's a semi-fascist organization. People yes. don't understand that. Yeah, it and is. people don't understand that. See, um, and... Go ahead, um, because I've, I've got I've, I've got a I'm, I'm, I got a shotgun ready to shoot. Go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that they, they are a, they are a highly organized, highly financed organization. They and Black Lives Matter, uh, they've got organization. When you talk about a group that's getting paid, well, pay to me indicates organization structure a payroll yeah. um uh, you know motive for lack of, yeah motive. i mean workers exactly they're you know it's already we already know that they are transporting busing people in some cases flying people on private planes to destinations to protest We've already seen their advertisements in the paper. Protesters want it. Make $15 an hour. You can't make this stuff up. It's out there. It's out there. So where does the line between free and peaceful protest um, end with or coincide with paid protesters who have a clear agenda? You know, you and I, Rico, were old enough to remember back in the in the 60s and 70s, the war protesters. And they were long haired kids that protested Vietnam and wanted, you know, Richard Nixon to, to get us all out of Vietnam, which he eventually did uh, to our great pleasure. Um, but a lot of people died in Vietnam, you know, including a couple of relatives of mine, cousins, in fact. And. Um, that wasn't a war. That, that war America, it wasn't a war. It was a, allegedly a police action. Well, and you, yeah, did, you, you tied both feet and one arm behind a soldier's back and asked him to do a job. Don't, you exactly. can't do that. can't do that. Yeah, exactly. You call it police action all you want. It was a war. It was, exactly. Yeah. No, it, no, they thought of it as a war. Oh, We're yeah. And telling the American public. It's a police action. No, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It was a war, but they wouldn't let yeah. our people, our side, fight as yeah. They always yeah, had regulations. When you've got people shooting at you with, you know, live rounds and you can't shoot back, That's cool. you know, you're That's either going to get killed or you're going to find a foxhole to jump into. Yeah, and try to survive. You know? That's what a lot of our people so, did. You were so, starting to elaborate with the Black Lives Matter. Go continue. Okay, I'm going to bring up a name, Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Sure. That man protested what was happening to black Americans, and he did it peacefully. He never, ever promoted any type of violence, and he was met with violence. Departments came at his protesters with dogs, fire hoses, tear gas, sticks, 
and they were beaten. They never retaliated because he told them mm-hmm. don't. And he won what he won through peace. That is a peaceful demonstration. Yeah. That you know, and I'm not saying the people, the original BLM or the original people who were protesting are violent. I'm not saying that. But Antifa and these other organizations, sovereigns, whatever, see this an avenue to get involved and then yeah. create havoc. Same thing happened here with a gentleman named Bundy. He was on federal land and just like Ruby Ridge. Sure. Same thing. He didn't want the government coming and taking what he had. So he he's a sovereign. So he held off the federal government, all that stuff, and he did what a sovereign would really do. He called on the, the local elected sheriff to come help him, which is a gentleman named Gillespie. That was the elected sheriff at the time. He was mm-hmm. he was pleading for him to come in and see peaceful way. Now, while he was doing that, the news projected that a sovereign is now standing against the federal government. Assholes, fucking people who don't believe what he believes, because he believes what he believes, just wanted to go there and participate and put a government agent in their crosshairs to shoot them. They, they don't believe, but they want to have this ability to extract whatever they want to extract, their violence or their agenda, and start shit. Okay, they did that. And a couple of them were prosecuted for aiming rifles at federal agents. Oh, sure. Now, the sheriff did come down. Sheriff Gillespie did come down, and there was a peaceful ending to this, not like Ruby Ridge. So I I praise Sheriff Gillespie for doing that. So what I'm saying, to say that, I'm saying this. There are people with the Floyd incident and stuff like that, that are really peaceful protesters. They, they're they doing what they need to do. They're, do, they're obeying everything. But mm-hmm. Antifa, Sovereigns, and these other people with other agendas are sending other people in yeah. to create havoc. Now, sure. and I'm sh- now, shame on them but and shame on the police also. I'm shaming the police on this too, and I am a police officer. But I'm shaming mm-hmm. because now they're fighting fire with fire. You don't fight fire with fire. You fight fire with an extinguisher or water. You don't play checkers with somebody when they're playing checkers. You play chess. You think four or five moves ahead yeah. of your opponent. And they're not doing this right now. Because you know there's going to be a demonstration as an officer. Sure. You know, there's going to be a demonstration here. So you walk out in just your uniform. What are you, a moron? What you need to walk out in riot gear. So when somebody yeah. throws a frozen water bottle at you and hits you, it bounces off. Yeah. You don't fire bean bags indiscriminately into a crowd. You don't fire tear gas indiscriminately into a crowd. Because now you're telling everybody that everybody is a problem. Not everybody's the problem. It's a yeah. certain few that are starting this, that are that are provoking the police to do this. Now, yeah. Ireland, Korea, uh, uh, Ireland, Korea, Israel, these countries have something called the water cannon. Now, yeah. Israel puts a malodorant in the water 
So when they shoot you, you smell like a skunk. Tell, like yeah, I was just going to say, Rico, tell everyone what the malodorant is. A malodorant is something that they put in the water that once they hit you with this water, you will smell like that for a week. It's, it's, like, it's like a bank to, Yeah, I was going to say it's tantamount to getting sprayed by a giant skunk. Exactly. And that's what they call it. The skunk. Yeah. They skunk. You know, it's like when a bank robber robs a bank and he picks yeah. up that one stack and the die goes off. Yeah, the die pack. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Same thing here. So why are we firing on everybody when we should be firing on people who are the cause of the trouble? Because not everybody is the cause. Mm-hmm. There's just a select few. Antifa, Sovereigns, and I don't know what other organizations are sending people in to upset the police and start these riots, start these fires, okay? So if you think ahead, dress your officers in the proper gear, yeah. have proper chain of command, because they, they I'm going to tell you what Sheriff Lombardo did here in a second, yeah. and just remind me because I might get sidetracked. Sure. Just remember Sheriff Lombardo. Tell me sure. what happened. Okay. So you do that now. You got to do things better than what they do. So the, the the people who are protesting peacefully, Antifa and these other people are sending infiltrators in. They're sending yeah. people in to cause shit. So exactly, exactly. You understand ruse undercover. So why don't you send people into the demonstration undercover and find these people who are causing the shit? And take them out of the equation. So the peaceful protest becomes a peaceful protest. You don't got these jerkheads and these buttheads screwing things up. Because it is the right of the American people to assemble peacefully to discuss or express their views. And I I don't want to take that from American people because that's our right. But you got these other people who have another agenda who are doing this and ruining that part. So the select few are ruining it for the majority. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't protest. I, 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 and I know the majority of people just want justice. They just want justice. And I agree with them. And there's sure. so much that needs to be done. So much that I, mean, I can't cover on this show. But, you know. Rico, are the police getting a bad rap? Huh? Are the police getting a bad rap? Is too much emphasis is too much emphasis being placed on police performance rather than police action. And there's a difference between police action and police performance. Um, I think it's training. It's training. Well, there's a lack of training. All right. Okay. So what's wrong in your opinion, having been a police officer, what's wrong with the training element today. All right. I'm going to put, this is my personal opinion and what I personally have experienced. Sure. I was a police officer in 1985. I went to Academy of the state of Nevada, a police Academy to get my license in 1986. I graduated number one officer in the whole fucking state of Nevada. I was a Victoria. Okay. And I became an officer. Now, at that time, there were officers that did things by the book, and there was officers who kind of always kind of cut corners. 
Yeah. Okay. And I knew because I'm not a cut corner type of guy. Yeah. I, I stayed away no, from I know that. No, I'm not. Sure. I, it is what it is. And this is how you operate. Win, lose, and different, you know. Mm-hmm. And I even said this to the prosecutors. You know, they went, what do you want us to do, Rico? Because I had a guy, I had the case, I had the evidence, or a female, whatever. I had a yeah. I'm going to neutralize. I had a person that I had mm-hmm. charges on. And they said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, what do you mean, what do I want to do? I brought him here to you. It's your job to either prosecute him, let him go, or, or whatever. Yeah, well, that's why so, you brought him there, sure. I brought it. And I said, yeah. if you decide to drop it, dismiss it, or lessen the charge, yeah. I don't care. It's not personal. It's not personal. But right. I tell you what, if you do that, I will see you again. Because they will do the same thing again. And sure. I'll bring it before you again. Which doesn't bother me. Like I said, none of it was personal when I was a police officer. I was just doing my job according to the law. So is that the problem? Is that police officers now are taking it personal? Hold on, you jumped ahead of me, Mister Psychic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, you, you already know what I'm sorry, about to say. sir. <laughs> so back then, like I said, now there was officers who did and followed the Bill of Rights and the amendments and stuff like that, and there's people who took shortcuts. Well, 1985, 86, 87, and I quit being an officer in 87 because I didn't like the new chief. So I left, and I did all my other bullshit that I did in my life. But almost 20 years to the day, almost 20 years to the day, I was an officer. I got hired September 25th, 1985. After I left wrestling and stuff like that, completed Mm -hmm. another academy and graduating valedictorian again. Yeah, I got hired with the state of Nevada September 26, 2005. 20 That's years funny. and one day later, day later, I was hired as a cop again. That's crazy. How about that? Yeah. So, and now I started seeing the flavor then, from then and then now. Yeah. And what I came up with is the guys who took the shortcuts and kind of skirted the edges mm-hmm. are now command staff. These people are administration. They're in charge of teaching the younger officers. Well, how is that? And that's the impression I got. So when I came through again, I'm like, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, no, that's not what the law says. That's not how we do it. No, this is how we do it. No, that's not how I'm going to do it. And I got in verbal confrontations with, with many of my supervisors. Yeah. How what what the law actually says. So how would somebody, Rico, how would somebody like Sheriff Lombardo handle a situation like that? Well, uh, before Lombardo, I want to let everybody know there's something called the NSA, Nationals Sheriff's Association. They answer to Congress and the president. They're in charge of putting policies in place that filter down to chiefs and sheriffs all over the country. Right. To better ourselves as officers. Okay. Somebody is missing the boat here. Somebody is not doing what they're supposed to be doing because this, if I'm thinking this as an, a, a rundown old beat up wrestler has been cop, why isn't somebody who's getting paid to think about this thinking about it? Well, that's a good question. Why, why are they not? Well, 
you answer that in a second. But somebody <laughs> should be thinking. There's, there's, there are things in place to stop what's going on now. Why isn't somebody doing it? Why aren't they using this asset? So that's another question. So, yeah, with these people who take shortcuts, and now the and the public, the public really doesn't know their rights. They think they know them, but they're not educated like you and I were educated. Yeah, when we were young, on our rights, our Bill of Rights, our Constitution, what we were afforded, what we we're not afforded. You know where we stand, and yeah. that's half the public's fault and half the police department's fault for taking advantage and then not knowing, okay? So, you know, there there needs to be a revamp, and it has to start from the top. And I think it's got to start with the NSA, with the president and Congress, passing down stuff to update officers on what's going on now, proper training, re revamp stuff, and give them the 21st century version of what a police officer needs to be. And yeah. I don't blame the rookies. And I'm going to bring up Floyd. There were all there was, there was four officers. Now the guy that kneeled on the neck, uh, fuck you. I'm, uh, <laughs> I got nothing to say for your fucking. His name was uh, Officer Derek Chauvin. Uh, he's a piece of shit. Officer, piece of shit. <laughs> okay. We're leaving it at that. Fuck well, that, that's his, we in 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 fairness and in full disclosure, that is his name. It's uh, Derek Chauvin. So yeah. we. Uh, if Rico wants to refer to him as the piece of shit, that is Rico's right. But that's the officer's name. So continue, brother. All right. Now, there was a three other officers. One was a rookie on four months. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. Okay. That one needs to have maybe a letter of reprimand to understand. Mm -hmm. Because as an officer, when you're an officer with other officers, you're held to a higher standard. Well, now, here's the question, Rico. You're right. Th you're right there. You are right there with this question. That rookie. Should that rookie be given a pass or should no, that rookie? I, no, oh, okay. Pass. Okay. I said a written reprimand. Which okay. Is above a verbal warning. But she's mm -hmm. got this officer needs to know what she did not do and what mm -hmm. she failed to do. Because she just got out of the cat, or he, I, I can't remember he or she, but yeah. this officer knew just prior, just being so fresh out of the academy, knew yeah. what the flaw was. Okay, mm -hmm. so now you need, I think that person needs a written reprimand, stays okay. in a file for six months, and then if she show itch, this officer shows improvement and understanding the, the, the letter gets removed. So it doesn't stay right. permanent on the file. Right. Okay. But she just, or I keep saying she. I'm sorry. I don't know if it was a she. I just, I don't know why I keep saying she. It was, it was a he. It's a he. Okay. This yeah, officer, male yeah. officer, yeah. Male rookie. Okay. I, I apologize. But this male officer also had peer pressure because they were under probation. So there's, True. he had probation because if he would have acted like maybe he wanted to act, he'd have probably not passed probation and would have been fired. Yeah. Okay. So, I can understand the dichotomy on that officer. The other two knew the law. Now, in Nevada law, if you witness an officer doing an illegal act and you don't stop that officer, you're punished with a gross misdemeanor. That, that is in between a misdemeanor and a felony. 
It's yeah. a gross misdemeanor. You are punished by that. So those other two need to be punished with a gross misdemeanor because I had the same thing happen to me, and I've told you personally yeah. on a situation that happened to me where I had an officer strike my suspect yeah. with his P-24, and mm-hmm. I said, oh, no. Oh, oh, I said, you need to Well, be- you know what, Rico? While you brought it up, and this is a really good place to mention that because I, I when you told me what happened with the with the woman at the DMV office in that purse. Oh the gun. Yeah. Can Ooh. you tell everybody like the the stupidity of some officers uh, um, you saved this guy's life and he probably didn't even realize Female. it. Female. Female. You you saved her life and probably didn't even realize it. Are you are you comfortable talking about that, or would you rather pass on that? Well, well no, I'm com- I believe me, I want to tell you all about it, like I told you personally. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's an investigation and process. Oh, so you so you can't, can't talk about it. I okay, can't I got you. Then because, then we'll go. Yeah. We'll skip over that. I got. Yeah. So I mean, it's an active investigation. I got you. It's an active investigation. I cannot talk about an active investigation. I, After okay. it's over, and I, re- I absolutely be, respect that. Yeah. I, 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 I would definitely yeah. And I just want people to understand that uh, I was not aware that it's an active investigation. So no, we no, are I, going I, to. I did. I didn't tell but you. We are going to talk about this. Uh, and I've heard you mentioned uh, the sheriff uh, in there in Las Vegas, and I've heard his name on the national news. Uh, his name is Sheriff Lombardo. He's yeah. um, kind of a, he's an actually. An East Coast guy that settled in uh, Las Vegas and uh, became sheriff. Yeah. So, how much of his um, how much of his attitude is uh, is over? Let's say with, to use the wrestling term, how much of his attitude is over with the people out there? I knew him back in the eighties when he was. Oh, okay. So I got I mean, I knew him. We worked out at the same gym. So okay. he's from the East Coast, but he's actually West Coast. Okay. A no, a no nonsense sheriff. And this BLM people, not the good ones, started a, a bunch of crap at the Bellagio. The Bellagio is right across from Paris and Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to put you in the area. Okay. Then I you know the go area well. Tropicana. You got to go through a couple of streets, and then you oh, go yeah. to Tropicana, and then you go through uh, uh, I can't remember the next street, but the Luxor. Okay, sure. Bellagio is right near next to Caesar's Palace, Flamingo. Yeah, okay, absolutely. On the south side. Of- okay, so BLM or these people decided to protest there, and they started getting violent. Well, Lombardo said his crew. And you didn't hear about it in the news, but his crew kicked the shit out of BLM from the Bellagio all the way past the Luxor onto Russell Road. Kicked the shit out. I of want Bellagio. people to, to hear exactly what you just said. What Rico just said was the sheriff pushed back the BLM crowd to beyond the boundaries to a safe distance. 
So they would not, A, hurt any innocent bystanders, and B, that he even respected their right to protest by keeping them confined in a particular area. Okay. So now, having done that, were the protesters respectful of the fact that they had some place to protest? Or was that, uh, did that go unnoticed with them? Well, I, I wasn't there, so... Oh, I got you, okay. I, I wasn't there uh, enforcing that. I was at a certain post at the time. and uh, Gotcha, okay. But the helicopter and the new... Because I was with Nevada Higher Patrol uh, mm-hmm. in a certain area that were stationed for downtown area. They were just stationed for the people coming from uh, the west, moving themselves easterly uh, towards... Um, uh, uh, Charleston coming downtown, and that mm-hmm. was a separate BLM uh, a protest. But yeah. they were well, well, well. They were well looked after. I'm going to say that, and nothing happened. And then on the county sheriff's side, on the Bellagio, that happened that way. So there was multiple situations going on at multiple times, which people needed to be at. So all law yeah. enforcement was kind of uh, uh, on alert. You know, yeah. and um, where I was stationed at the time was uh, the Nevada Department of Transportation, where mm-hmm. the Higher Patrol was staging their vehicles to handle yeah. that. And the helicopter, Air One, they call it, was following yeah. the group as it moved easterly to sure. the downtown area. Now, don't forget, we got tourists there. We got. Oh, God, know, yeah, sure. It's just, it's just so much that could go wrong, but it didn't. And it did yeah. on numerous nights. I mean, the Rico, law enforcement. Let's, uh, let's talk great. about something because you, you, a moment ago you mentioned something that prompted a question. Been talking a lot here the last few months, the the last six, seven months, we've been talking a lot about Antifa, Black Lives Matter. There's another group that's been around for a long time that's uh, making a comeback, and not a good comeback. Um, of course, you got Black Lives Matter. There, you got the opposite of that group, the uh, Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan is, uh, yeah, you're shaking your head. Me too, brother. It's a, a a sad chapter to talk about, but we have to talk about it because you know, um, for every action, there's a reaction. So Black Lives Matter, they poke the bear, and the bear. Uh, in this case, is the Ku Klux Klan, and they are on the rise again. So without getting into the details of the BLM and the KKK and all these other three-letter agencies that are just making me nuts, are we headed for a race war, or will divine intervention succumb us all? Okay, do you want the... Rico side or the Rico the minister side? I want whatever. Well, to me, Rico and Rico the minister are the same guy. So tough well, love. So the, yeah. Bible, the Bible talks about this. That's why I brought it up. Okay. That the Bible says we're going to have civil unrest and we're going to have man against man. We're going to we're going to go through this. Mm-hmm. Do we need to? Not actually, because we've already been through this the civil war you know america is one of the greatest countries in this world and that's because we accept everybody 
And the way I feel, in my personal opinion, if you don't like what we have to offer here in this country, and you will not stand by the American flag, get the fuck out. I mean, I love football. I love baseball. I love those two sports. And I turn it on. And if I see one athlete go to a knee, fuck you. I turn it right off. Yeah. I won't watch it. I won't look at the highlights. I see one athlete go down. You know what? Knock it off. Quit using your position. I don't care who you are, athlete, whatever you are. Quit using your position to get your political agenda across. Yeah. You know what you're paid for, Mr. Football Player? You're paid to play football. So yeah. get out there and play football. Leave your personal shit at the door. Just like I did as a cop. Like this, my first officer in training, the first guy I had, yep. gave me so many nuggets that I still keep to this day. And he told me, do not bring work home and do not bring home to work. He yeah. says, I suggest you take a locker here. And when you could you come to work in civilian clothes, you put your uniform on, now you're officer. And when you're done with work, you change back in your civilian clothes, and now you're Rico Costantino and you go home. He says, get friends other than cops, because all you're gonna do is talk cop and you're gonna be burnt out. You have to have another life besides your job. Yeah. So, all you athletes, all you people with prominence, quit using your, your shit to get political views across. You well, know, you know what, Rico? Let me tell you how prepared you're going to love this, brother. Because it's just exactly what you're talking about, exactly where you are right now. You're going to love this. Let me tell you how prepared I was. I found something today that reminded me of you. The United States has become a place where entertainers, professional athletes, and celebrities are mistaken for people of importance. I've needed a doctor. I've needed a teacher. I need farmers every day. I need truck drivers every day. I have needed an auto mechanic, a plumber, a house painter, a police officer, and everyday people. But I have never never not once needed a pro athlete, a media personality, a Hollywood big shot, or a celebrity for anything. That's pretty well to the point, exactly where you are with that. Stamp me on that. Stamp me. I I agree with that 100%. Exactly. I've, I've told you this. Even what I did as Gladiator, Stuntman, Batman, Conan, WWE, you know what that means to me. You know what? It was a job. I put my yeah. hands on one leg at a time like everybody else does. And yeah, don't put money in your here. pocket. Yeah. Don't put me here when I'm not here. I am this, I am equal to you. That's why I love being with the fans. That's why I always went out after shows and signed autographs oh, and sure. listened to them. I even had them eat dinner with me out there. Yeah, sit down with me. I don't want to eat by myself. You're kidding. Sure. No, sit. I'm the, and I try to tell them, I am just like you. It's just my job is different than your job. I'm no more special and I'm no more right. less than you. And we are just people. We're people. 
So that's the, what you just read is exactly how I feel. And yeah. these people need to understand that you get paid to do a job. You play football. Shut your fucking mouth and play football. I don't want to <laughs> exactly. hear your play fouls. I don't want to hear what you think. I want to yeah. see what you're going to do and catch the ball and make my team win. That's all I care about. Well, you know what, Rico? Here's the thing, too, brother. Here's the thing about that. It's kind of our fault as spectators and a population because yeah. we're the ones who made these athletes and celebrities and all these other misfits and malcontents. We're the ones who made them feel important. We're the ones paying them $125 million a year to play football. I can't even fathom that kind of money. I can't even fathom that. $125 million a year to play to play football. 16, 16 weeks. And yeah. if you're lucky, you pay 19. At least 16 weeks. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you play 19. That's you a know? scary thought. There are people busting their hump for $35,000, $40,000 a year yeah. and happy to have it. Yeah. But we've got athletes making $125 million a year and they're fucking miserable. Well, you know what? I'll take the forty grand. Thank you very much. Me too. But brother, I'll tell you what. This has been a fast hour. I got to have you come back. Well, you know, first of all, you, you never need an invite. You this is just I just may just like just call you one night on the show, catch you with your hair messed up, catch you feeding your goldfish. You know? <laughs> I'm feeding everybody. Watching. Look, I got everybody here. I got everybody yeah. watching. I got you know, Muggsy. I got Runt, I got Eek, I got all my guys here. I got Manny, Mo, and Jack. Everybody, everybody's that. watching them. Yeah, Manny, that's my pet. Mo, and Jack are the pet boys. <laughs> yeah, I got my three win. I got my Bolivian cartel because uh, they're Bolivian cichlids, so I call yeah. them my cartel. I got sure. my jailbirds, which are my orange and black guys. Here they come. Orange with the black stripe. Oh, my you God, I love that. He calls them jailbirds. Yeah. They're my jailbirds. They... they <laughs> And I, I mean, I can put my finger to the glass, or they'll see you. They will run to the glass. Here comes, oh, here comes my. I raised this one. See the little white oh, one. Oh wow, look at that! I raised him from a baby. Yeah, he was following your finger. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, like they're just. I mean, they got little personalities, but you know, they really I, do. They, they do. really, really do. And I, well, I got well, it right I, next to my bed. I got a seventy-five gallon, eighty gallon. So when I oh, want to go yeah. to sleep, well, you know. Well, every yeah. time you're on the show, it's it it is at least a half a dozen people, at least, that compliment Rico's fish tank or want to know, you know, more about your fish or what's in there. You know, you know that because we every time I have you on, at the end of the interview, we always end up going to Rico's fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> thank you for sharing your insight, your opinion, and uh, hanging out with me for a little bit on this. Very special episode of the Refs Roundtable. I will be taking over the roundtable uh, oh. for Dan because uh, I've given Dan too much, and my wife hollered at me for abusing Dan. <laughs> oh, I haven't abused him. He, the guy works a lot. He works seventy hours a week, wow. and um, and and you know, and Anita thinks that I just you know gave him too much. I probably did. So I decided to take the uh, roundtable on and do that myself. So I'll have uh, Rico on the round table with me periodically, and uh, 
you know, some other interesting people. And we got a lot of interesting people coming up. I want to tell everybody uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, actor, filmmaker, uh, Jim Fife will be here with Nikita Brezhnikov and Dan the Man Sebastiano. We're going to talk about the Hollywood wrestling connection, how wrestling has influenced film and TV. With Jim Fife and Nikita Brezhnikov. That'll be tomorrow night. Next week, I got a good one next week. You're going to like this, Rico. Next week here, we've got uh, the return of Mac Davis. Not the singer that we just lost. Oh. Rest in peace. Not, oh, not that Mac Davis. Yeah. The, uh, the wrestler Mac Davis will be joining us. And uh, on Thursday, the 29th, we will have... Uh, Randy, um, Randy Hogan, who is a friend of mine, he is a Hulk Hogan lookalike. Really? Uh, and it's scary too. Yeah. He, he's, he's, a Hulk. Okay, he looks like, Hulk. he really does. He, oh, he's good. He's funny. I'm, I might have you on that show too. Oh my God. I might have Hulk, you on. You know what? Hulk yeah. Don't, he, yeah. He, he, he's a, he's a really nice guy. Randy's a great guy. He looks just okay. like Hulk. <laughs> he's a little shorter though. He's about five inches shorter. You know, Hulk's big. But, you know? but if he got the camera angle, oh yeah. Make... <laughs> oh, you know, brother. <laughs> you know, brother. I remember. I don't know if I got time for this, but I remember when when Billy and Chuck took on Edge and Hulk for the tag titles. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, Hulk still was too funny. Okay, brother. Let's have the match. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna do a little bit, do a little shine. You cut me off. You just keep pounding on me. I'll know when to go. And then all of a sudden, you hit me and I'll give you the look. And you hit me again. Yeah. I'll give you, and then I'll give you this. And then you do yeah. punch, block, punch, block, punch, block. And I'll shoot you off the rope. I'll give you the big leg. I'll give the holler. I'll give a little <laughs> And I'll drop the leg on your brother. And then we go home. And let's go make yeah. some money. I mean, that's terrible. Yeah, exactly. My God. And also next week. From Busted Open Radio, Dave LaGreca will be joining us again. We'll be talking a little bit about the current state of affairs, what's going on in the world of wrestling. And uh, we will put a challenge out to Mr. Mark Henry to come on to this show. Because I got a bone to pick with Mr. Mark Henry. He don't know it yet, but I do. Yeah. I think Mr. Mark Henry disrespected the wrestling fans intellect and integrity and intelligence and i'm going to give him some what for maybe oh. or may he as just might shit as out as of me or else go ahead and give him what for <laughs> maybe i'll just have rico on that show with me as my backup <laughs> i'll need since, to take some geritol since you know mark and you like him and he likes you maybe that'll him. go a little it might go. It might go a little way for me. I don't know. Uh, I love that man. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. Good guy. Yeah. On behalf of uh, Rico Costantino, Rico, anything to plug? Anything to um, uh, promote? What do you got going on? I, no, just watch the roundtable. Uh, you people will not be disappointed. Uh, yeah. And Papa Bear's got guests that are going to come on that they'll give you the facts. He says. What he wants to say, it's not unbridled, it's not scripted, and if you want to know what's going around and what's going on in this world, and you want the truth, tune in, because he Absolutely. doesn't bridle me at all. 
He hasn't told me what to say, how to say it, or nothing. And you're going to get a lot of different opinions, which will make you a lot better informed person to go and on. That's the thing. Life. You just And I'm glad you said that because one of the things that we pride ourselves here is we put it out there. We yeah. put it out there. We put as much straightforward, down-the-middle information as possible and then let people be educated consumers and just absorb yeah. it just like what yeah. we do yeah so i know and you'll be I back uh, i appreciate what you do and allowing people to be part of the forum and allowing other people like uh, like me you know because okay. my opinions are pretty strong and you know that i'm you know i'm not that those two characters that you saw in wrestling you know me yeah. personally oh and sure I'm absolutely straightforward person i'll tell it like it is oh and yeah if I mistake i'll apologize and if I if I need to learn something, I'll say you know what I didn't know that, but I'll learn it. You yeah. know, I, and that's what this show offers people. Absolutely. And, and you let people give their opinions, like you said, they they call in and you we talk off our show and we we educate ourselves. So the fans help educate us as we're trying to educate them. So yeah. this is a great show. This is a great show. I'm honored to be part of it. Thank you so much. Bob. Honored to call you friend and honored to have you here. And thank you for sharing your insight on behalf of Rico Costantino, on behalf of Wrestling with the Future, and Dan, the man who's enjoying a well-deserved night off. I'm Angelo DiCipio. Take care, everybody. Till next time, happy wrestling.